0: In a world where the internet is filled with trash-talking 12-year-olds, one website stands out as a safe haven of decent human behavior, Co-Optimus. Oh yeah! Co-Optimus, your prime source
1: for co-op gaming. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Co-opticast. This is Co-OptiCast episode 135 for December 1st ish. I'm joined by my co my co-hosts, Jason Love Hello. on the left. We got Mike Persona Q Katzafraka. <laughs> um I'm gonna Yeah, hi. Go Go Ho M. Go Ho M, Mike. And finally. But our Lock creator. Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and Lock finally, Coon. <laughs> finally we have our fearless leader, Nick Paleo, over in his den of thieves. What's going on, boys? Not much. Um, we uh we played a bunch of games this week, um fighting dragons, fighting smashes, far crying, and lots of other stuff. We got a couple news things we want to touch upon, and finally wrap up talking about all these broken ass games that came out in Q4 before the holidays, which is weird. So um, first things first, we should probably talk about Dragon Age. Who wants to lead off on that stuff? Oh geez. Nick, who did the re- review? Is that you, Nick? Taylor. I thought.
2: Taylor actually did the review, but I I played well, a bunch with him yeah. for it, so I, guess, I mean I guess I can start off. Sure. Uh I think I think the first thing I I want to talk about before we talk about kinda of how fun it is, was how it, it it's kind of I don't want to say tacked on to this big huge game, but, but the it's fact that it, on. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> fact that it exists with this big huge game, uh kind of and it's almost on an island by itself, uh you know, it makes me wish that they would release some of this stuff as like downloadable separate things. We've talked about it in the past, but like Call of Duty, they do with their zombies mode, like why not release that as a separate game as well? Um, It's
1: 20 bucks. Yeah,
2: 20 dollar kind of thing. Uh, Especially something like this where it's kind of got a pseudo market in it that's sustainable, um, you know, and and the lifeblood of it is having a solid player base and stuff. And not that we've had problems finding people to play with. Uh, You know, I, when I played with Taylor, we played at randoms all the time and, you know, we had no problem filling up a room within a a minute or two and and off we went, but, uh, But, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's a four-player co-op dungeon hack and slash. It's very much like, you know, kind of like a Guild Wars meets Diablo. It's like running a dungeon in any MMO, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh,
3: Although you don't have to pay quite as much attention to your group makeup. (laughs) Right. As as Jason and I found out when we started running through it with two two two-handed warriors just slaughtering everything in sight. Uh, yeah dying to
2: freaking yeah I mean we haven't even touched any of the, the bigger difficulty levels and stuff as well uh, you know on the default difficulty level when you first start out it's brutally it's brutally hard um, you know you got to get it just getting a few pieces of decent equipment makes a huge difference um, and it's all about you know going back in getting some some new loot for your guys. Uh, upgrading uh, upgrading levels and unlocking new characters. There's what twelve characters uh, to play as, with three unlocked initially. Uh, some of them you have to craft the, their armor to unlock. Uh, Mike, you mm-hmm. you actually found one in a in a deck of card or in a chest. Yeah, I, I
3: actually got a piece of loot that just flat unlocked one of the characters for me.
2: Yeah, nice. so. So yeah, like I know Lock, you always talk about the, the the carrot on the stick kind of a thing, and, and this game, no, uh, it's there. this mode definitely does it. You know, in, in all kinds of places. Uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. I, you know, it's good fun. I've, pro- it's probably been the game I have played the most the past ten days or whatever it's been here.
3: I uh, I put like I put something like twelve hours into the multiplayer. And I yeah, I like, put more time into in... the single player. Yeah, I've actually and that's put like a ninety-hour game or something, so that's, <laughs> that's scaring yeah.
1: me. The hoop. Nice. Yeah. No, I, I um, I like the multiplayer. I really dug the Mass Effect three multiplayer as they they built on it. They definitely supported it. They added uh, different classes that you could unlock, and I mean. I'm curious to see how much support this gets because Mass Effect 3 multiplayer earned them a ton of cash mm-hmm. with all those unlocks and they have that economy here as well with the the chests that you can buy with real dollars. And so I'm I'm curious to see like they give you the the what was it 12 classes that you can play as. That's yeah, that's pretty 12 a, to start that's quite, with. That's quite a bit and I mean I'm I'm looking forward to Having a couple different characters um, that are competent to mm-hmm. be able to complement and and complement the party, depending on who I'm at or who I'm with, because right now I'm I'm just that pew pew mage that can't do a ton. Like it's more of a support mage, but don't still digging yourself. it. yourself.
0: Like... that support is key. Yeah, yeah that's
1: mm. huge. Totally, it's clutch. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. I mean, every time we played together, it's it's been fun, and I I don't think. Have we still not finished one yet as a group? <laughs> as a podcast? That's what I was thinking. Enough. We've been talking
3: about streaming something, and I think that Jason and I have the secret to beating a level now. So we, we should
1: just hop in right
3: after the cast, knock yeah, one out. See if
1: we can get something just to get that just get that monkey off our back. Because I know I think individually or with randoms and stuff, we've all finished one. At and sure. I now have an overleveled leveled reaver. So <laughs> perfect. It's the secret. Um, <laughs> Nick, how far how far are you into the the single player?
2: Uh well, I I'm still in the first area, but I've spent the, about the eight that. hours in it. And like
0: I th- a frick ton of side quests in there. Like- yeah,
2: I, I think I'm I'm just about having it wrapped up. But these areas are huge. Like like it's there there, there is a media A mountain of exploration you can do and caves Mm -hmm. to go in. And and like Jason said, there's a ton of side quests. Like, next thing you know, you come across a body with a letter on it, and you're like, oh, here's another
1: quest to do. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's. it's, I've been hearing a lot of people say, leave the hinterlands, leave the hinterlands. Now, is that a. Is that the fault of the designers by not leading you into a different direction, or is that the fault of people who have OCD that need to complete a whole era, area before moving on? Like, what, I would what is probably that say there? why not
3: both? Yeah, uh, you know, I guess. Eh? You know, it's it, it's very the game is very clear at what the next story step is, and it will say you you need to gather enough because uh, you have the power mechanic to yeah, unlock so, stuff so it'll be like you need to be power place. four before you do the next story st- story segment here's a bunch of stuff you can do to gain power and then if you choose to just keep doing it instead of advancing the story i'd say that's on you yeah um, i mean
2: it It only takes you like an hour and a half to two hours to close enough rifts and, and do enough like stuff for the inquisition that, it, yeah yeah not, yeah not even probably um so, yeah, it was funny. I actually saw the official Dragon Age, I think, Twitter account. Tweet that exact thing out. You can leave the, the, the Hinterlands. It's a beautiful world out, your... out there with like a yeah. screenshot of something else. <laughs> so. it's like I, spent,
3: I spent two hours or so in the Hinterlands, and I'm still roaming around there because I am the OCD guy that won't you know, yeah. leave any stone unturned. But I've already sent my scouts over and unlocked the like Orlais area. Mm-hmm. That you can is that so at a,
1: a more advanced area.
3: Yeah, it's well, it's on the other side of the map. Uh, I haven't gone <laughs> over there.
1: I, I don't know. I literally, well, they're, haven't, they're, I've only so There
3: there The world map is there's the Ferelden, which is the world of like Dragon Age One and Dragon Age yep. Two, and then there's Orlais, which is where all the French people live. At <laughs> least all the French right. people from the first two games. There may be more than French people there, but right. Um, so like the map is split into between the two areas and you start out in the in Ferelden, and in the hinterlands and then you can you know actually go fast travel between them. So it's like each area is an enormous area that is completely regimented away from all the other areas in the game. So it's like okay. Like the hinterlands is the hinterlands. You can't go like walk from the hinterlands and find yourself crossing the continent. You actually have to back out to haven and fast travel there uh, as far as i understand but uh yeah you know it's they, i i don't know about you guys but i am honestly surprised at how well that game runs it is like completely fluid in in the actual games yeah
0: <laughs> i was going to say in the game itself it does for whatever reason the cutscenes are yeah, I I, you and I both on. have
3: like really recent, very powerful video cards, and I have everything maxed in the game runs at like 100 frames a second when I'm playing it, and then it goes into a cutscene, and it's, it's like, I'm 60, I'm 10, I'm 60, I'm 40, I can't decide, please help. Yeah, it throttled it, Is that, that the an
1: optimization back? thing, or? I'm, I don't uh, know, it's, yeah. not,
3: it's not bad, It's it's not like Assassin's Creed or something where it just goes right. from, you know, like 40 frames a second to zero. Uh, but yeah. it is it's just noticeable like someone will be talking and it'll be nice and fluid and then they go to make a motion and they go hurk, 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 across the right. screen
2: my, my so. only technical issue i've had with it is the uh, the audio level is a lot lower than the audio levels uh, on everything else so like else. Uh, even with the thing maxed out like i play the game and i can't hear any of the dialogue i have to jack my My volume up like ten points compared to everything else. Then, then I'll start the next game and blow out my eardrums because it's so freaking loud. Um, But
0: I found the dragon in the hinterlands.
2: There's a dragon in the hinterlands.
0: There is. I guess I'm staying. Age.
2: I I guess I'm staying.
0: (laughs) It kicks your ass.
2: (laughs) So what level? What level are your characters,
0: Jason? Uh, Mine are now like level eight.
2: Okay, that's actually right where I am, I believe. I think, I think I'm think i 7 and 8. Yeah,
0: so, so I mean, and it's, it's interesting too, because the, with the way that they have, I don't know, I guess like the crafting system set up in that game, your level is good for, you know, some health, some like health points or whatever it is, or even just ability points, but pretty much everything gets determined by your gear, so you have to pretty much spend time crafting stuff to get better gear, because... If you're level 8 and you have, like, level 2 gear, you feel it. Like, you actually, you're like, well, this
3: is no good. Did anybody else see what the very first helmet they got looked like and instantly found the thing in the menu that turns them all off forever and ever? Yes. Okay. Because, (laughs) like, I was told that, like, I saw some screenshots and I was like, these helmets look kind of dumb. And then (laughs) I got, like, I got one for Cassandra, like, right away. And it was just... Like the size of her torso, but sitting on her head, and I wanted—I was like, "Fire your art director! This is actively terrible. What are you doing?" And uh, turned them all off. And the game has been much better for me since. Because looking cool is way more important than
1: gameplay. Mm-hmm. Than protecting your head know, from I'm, arrows. I'm with you. I'm with you on that one for <laughs> sure. Um. Uh, so Dragon Age, overall, people are digging it. Uh. I am looking forward to slaying some dragons. I am I'm, I'm at a sort of dilemma. Do I go in as the all-powerful wizard Merzelof from yes. Dragon Age's past <laughs> or do I try something else? I guess yeah. That's a, that's an easy you, question. You you, but... you go
3: in as the all-powerful wizard Merzelof then unlock the all more powerful version of Merzelof and level that up yeah. as well.
1: Exactly. Um cool. Well, uh Nick, what else have you been playing, man? Uh, a whole bunch of Geometry Wars three, which uh, yeah, re- you got you shared that with me.
2: Yeah, the sure. review for that's going to go live tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I'm a Geometry Wars fan from from way back. It was the first game I ever played on the Xbox 360. I think a lot, of, maybe for a lot of folks, it was one of their first. And the series hooked me. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird that that game was birthed in uh, in a racing game Project as like an extra. <laughs> yeah, a, a, as an extra, but. Uh, you know, it's taken on a life of its own. It's still... It's created by a studio called Lucid Games, which is actually a bunch of ex-Bizarre Creations folks. Um, so it's still basically the original creators uh, working on it.
1: Um, Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I mean, I really like it. I, I It's probably the most feature-rich version uh, of a Geometry Wars game. You know, for a $15 price tag, there, there's a lot of stuff there to, to do and unlock. And there's a lot of... Uh, depth to it but i honestly i'm not a big fan of the 3d world stuff that it does uh, i found it a bit disorienting and distracting and it just wasn't what i wanted from the game
3: so what i feared about that stuff i haven't played it yet but i i feared that they were turning it from geometry wars into super stardust yeah, by it making it 3D
2: it, like that, it, it it is and it isn't it, it, it isn't because it's it's still very very fast paced. So it, even though you're on a sphere or a peanut or shape kind of thing or a, a cube, um, it, it the the playing area is so small that it, it it's, it's you know it's jerky almost as it, it's going. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's still a lot quicker than uh, a Super Stardust would be. Uh, and th- there's a good variety of modes that they've added for that. There's one where, like, um, the, the, these things come through and they paint the grid on all sides of the shape, and you have to stop them from, from painting it. Essentially, you lose the level once the entire grid is painted in. Um, there's another one where it has, like, which is very much like Super Stardust because it has oversized versions of the, the shapes, and when you shoot it, they break into a slightly smaller, and you shoot those in a slightly smaller, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Oh, you um, mean asteroids. Right.
2: Well, that's what Super Stardust was.
1: Um, yeah. But what no, I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because that's the name of the Come one pie. level. The, the one peanut. level. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, it, luckily it does have the the, the classic modes It has uh, evolved in Deadline and Pacifism and all those, uh, which is where I spend the most of my time. Um,
3: because we can yeah. all agree that Geometry Wars 2 was probably the best arcade game that ever came out of the past generation?
2: Yeah. Probably. I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Locke and I, we played, we played some co-op and it. It's got four-player uh, couch co-op. We played it in two players, and I think most of the levels, um, you know, we had no problems with. We... we We even set up some strategy in them, whether, uh, like on the king levels, one of us would stay in the bubble and and shoot the the guys while the other one ran around and collected the multiplier geom kind of things. Yep. Um, you know, we, we divided and conquered things like when there was stuff blocking the, uh, your shots. So we'd have like one person on the left side of the screen while the other person to the right side, things like that. Um. But, yeah, I mean, overall, it's good. It's a little bit busy for me. I actually I have it on both PC and PS4. And the PC version nice because you can turn down the graphics, <laughs> which makes it a little less uh, busy and easier to kind of track what's going on. Um,
3: make make but, it look more like the first game than...
2: Yeah, yeah, it does. It, does. it, it takes away some, like, the glowy effects and a lot of uh, the extra particles and stuff. Uh, but, yeah, so... Uh other than that I've been playing GTA 5 I, I didn't pick it up or, uh, originally when it released on 360 or PS3 so it's my first time into it uh and I'm really digging it uh it's an
3: impressive world they put together
2: Yeah it really is there there is so many things to do it's almost overwhelming like Are you everything still in from the hinterlands? like hinterlands yeah, I'm I'm still in the hinterlands of GTA Five. <laughs> well, and actually, it's true. I'm still downtown, and apparently, you know, there's a whole you know countryside, countryside, and other stuff I didn't even get to yet. But you know, you can trade stocks in it, play tennis, go golfing, like it's just it's ridiculous the amount of things that you can do in it. And you can take selfies with your cell phone in it if you want and stuff. You know, That'd you can. You, you uh, yeah. can you can take Trevor and shoot rockets
3: at Michael's house, and then Michael calls you on your cell phone and says, Trevor, stop shooting rockets at my house. <laughs> like, I'm, awesome. I'm not kidding. They were that thorough in, like, you screwing with the other characters.
2: Yeah. But my, my favorite thing, I think, in that is when you switch characters and it goes to the whole little satellite view and it comes back to the other guy. And, the, you know, that other person was doing some random thing whether it was, like, being in a strip club and coming out and yeah. stuff or like uh... waking
1: out passed out on a beach and yeah yeah michael michael's
2: <laughs> always down at the beach like just chilling like watching my, people my favorite is
3: when like once you unlock trevor when you go from either of the other characters back to trevor and then all of a sudden you have a four star wanted level and are being chased by <laughs> 16 cars <laughs> that's pretty
2: cool
0: it
3: is, um, yeah, and, he, and he's like screaming some obscenities at the cops. They they do a really good job at making the characters seem like they do whatever they want to do while you're gone.
2: That's cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm just scratching the surface of the online stuff now. Uh, I wish I had some uh, where you know like consistent people to play with because I've just been playing with randoms. Uh, because there's apparently a ton of cooperative missions uh, to play. Uh, I actually have the I had this wiki page up for weeks now but it's something i'm gonna say in the neighborhood of 40 missions to play mm-hmm. um, and they range from uh, one to eight players um, and they didn't even add the heist yet um, which looks like it's coming uh, in the next update finally i know they've been saying it for like a year now but it huh. really looks like it's finally going to happen the actual like bank heist and stuff
3: Yeah, there's actually a mission in the game where you meet a bunch of game developers and they talk about, like, oh, are you going to release that content for free? And they're like, no, we'll make them pay for it. (laughs) And uh, then a year later, the next-gen version of the game comes out and that version of the game is the one that's getting the co-op heists. Right. (laughs) So they just sold you an upgrade to get the content that was promised for free. It's pretty... Nice. I I think, well, I think it's also coming to regular GTA Online, but, (laughs) you know, it's... It's pretty funny,
2: yeah. So I, it's, it's a solid game. That
3: GTA Online when it came out and when because I reviewed the original, and uh, GTA uh, On- Online was just busted when that game first came yeah. out. I, I but, couldn't load a map. Yeah, you, you'd load in and you'd spend like you, like you try matchmaking and it would take 15 minutes, or you'd match make into a map and it wouldn't load you there. It would just let, leave you at the loading screen, which is you standing staring at someone else's car. Um. Yeah, so well, I, well, my I, favorite I was when having... it loads you into one of the, like, chase this other player modes, except it gives them a five-minute head start before you load in. Yeah. And you're supposed to go, like, right immediately after one another, so hopefully some of that stuff's been cleared up by now.
2: Yeah, I mean, basically what I've been doing, I had some issues uh, originally kind of trying to find some matches, but I, I found, like, kind of the right combination of things to do that you get into like uh, the job queue essentially and then it just oh. takes you you like the, the the big party of people just keep voting on stuff to do and it cool. splits people and it joins them back together so you just keep going from thing to thing to thing and there's like almost no downtime um, and they really encourage people to stay together to do that because um... just by voting for stuff you get the like the experience and the points and whatever else you, you need to kind of level your dude in there um, you know. But you can also just screw around in the open world as well. Mm-hmm. But uh I, I'm finding the jobs a lot of fun. There there's there's a decent variety of things to do. There's the I've done like the skydiving ones. Um the one I thought was really cool. I think I was telling you guys is uh one team is on, on uh motorcycles and they have to go from point A oh, to point yeah. B and the other team is in jet planes trying to shoot the <laughs> the
1: motorcycles. Plans. It's freaking it's chaos. So That's crazy. That's cool, man. Well, I'm glad uh, that's finally come together. Um, you uh, Weeaboo folks playing that Persona. Hey. Hey. What's that all about? Hey. I'm just it, kidding. It's
3: amazing. Uh, Persona Q. It's a yeah. 3DS game. It's it's the, the Persona team and the Etrian Odyssey team said, hey, let's make uh, a game that is like all Persona fan service, but. <laughs> In Odyssey style? Yeah. So it's a first person dungeon crawler uh, with all the Persona characters. Um, and you, it's basically you, you choose whether you like Persona 3 or Persona 4 or more. And your party members are made up of the game you persu- you, uh, you chose. I have okay. been playing a lot of. I played Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden, and both fighting games. So I was kind of eager to see the Persona 3 cast again. So I'm playing as them. Uh, I think Jason is the Persona 4 cast because he, he wants to explore the meat dimension with Chie. And yeah, uh, I do. and that that's Persona reference. If you uh, didn't catch, I that. sure yeah. it is. I followed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Ma- maximize your social links. Um, but really, you know, *Etrian Odyssey* is a first-person dungeon crawler where the the kind of the quirk is that you you build whatever kind of party you want, um, and then go forth and explore your own map, like explore the the dungeons. And you have the bottom screen of the DS is graph paper, and you have to draw the map in. Yeah. Um, and I know locked in like that, but that's basically like it's basically like wizardry, right? You know, back in the day, you just say, "I would like a ranger, a warrior, and two mages let us go forth and kill monsters until we all die. And that's pretty much what Etrian Odyssey is. And Hmm. Persona game is kind of, Persona games are, they're like Shin Megami Tensei light in that they have all the elements of those games, but are not balls crushingly difficult, uh, at least until much later. Um, And uh, so they took, you know, they kind of took the clever writing and the characters from those games and mashed them up with the Etrian Odyssey Dungeons, and it's got a rad soundtrack like they always do, and I'm I'm having a ton of fun with that. I'm surprised uh,
0: at how much uh, voice acting, actually, they've put into the game. It's like if you just are going around with your party, like they'll talk about what stuff that they see in the environment or during battles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's kind of impressive for a 3DS game.
3: Well, it's impressive until I—I I don't know if you got the cartridge or the download, but the download is currently taking up like a quarter of my 32 gig SD card. Uh, cartridge. So <laughs> it's—it's it's basically like it, it's basic. It was basically like downloading a DVD game. Yeah. Um, hmm. So and it must all be voice acting.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's—it's yeah, no. it's solid. I—I love Persona. Like it's probably my favorite ongoing series right now. Um hmm. I, don't, I know, Jason. Have you have you even played Persona Four yet?
0: Yes, I have, but I haven't played the Golden One because I don't have a Vita. So I did play through. I don't know. It was probably about thirty or forty hours of Persona Four when yeah. I was on the PlayStation Two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm digging this. It's it's a lot of fun. It makes me kind of though. There's points where I'm just like, I'd rather be playing a Persona game or I'd rather be playing an Etrian Odyssey game because the party mechanic system doesn't quite work as well as it does in Etrian Odyssey. Well, it's all and
3: fan service, right? You just it pick is. the character that you like the most and make a party with them because it largely doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, well, and the, the problem is that the support systems don't fully support that. It's weird. Anyways, you'll get to the second dungeon, you'll see. But um, the parts of it that are Persona make me then want to just play a Persona game. I'm like, well, this is fun. I'd love to be playing a Persona game right now. So it's good, but it's kind of like... Persona weird... 5 comes out next year. It's a weird mishmash. Yeah, I can't wait for that.
3: And they announced but... that that's going to actually come to the PS4 instead of just being a PS3 game. Yeah, get, and get for hype.
0: you, Lock, the uh, Persona Q game actually features an auto-map feature in the settings where you can just tell it as you walk around. It'll just draw the walls for you, so you really Beautiful. don't have to fill stuff in if you don't want to.
1: Yes, I like having a dungeon master that does that for me. Mm-hmm. So. But...
0: So, um, been yeah, that. sweet i've also been playing dragon age
1: yes
3: and i think the crowd or at least Locke, will be most interested that i have both versions of super smash brothers now and have been playing playing that
1: you were boasting that the soundtrack was free but i only i found out that that was only for people that have both versions oh
3: that's what i said
1: i didn't i rushed i didn't listen to that part okay i ran and tried to get it for free but then <laughs> i was like i'm not buying this game twice for stupid mewtwo well, I have, so i
3: got i i got the uh the 3ds version of super smash brothers a while back and uh that was mostly because my kid really likes smash brothers and she can use the 3ds a lot easier than the uh the wii u gamepad which is huge yeah um, so we, I got that for her, and I have a train commute in the morning, and there are a surprising number of gamers with 3DSs on it. So I've been having impromptu smash battles on the train on the way to and from work, which nice. is pretty awesome because they're all you know the default mode is two-minute battles. So whether they're on it for a couple stops or not, you can at least get a couple rounds in. So I got that, and, uh, you know... Playing that game on the 3DS kind of cramps my hands after a while <laughs> because it's a fighting game on a tiny controller. So I, I got the the Wii U version, and uh, the Wii U version is definitely the, like, it's got like twice as much content. So it's definitely a worthy buy. Um, but it has got to ha- be the game that has the most control options I have ever seen. So in terms of what you okay so. You can play it using the Wii U gamepad. You can hook any of the old Wiimotes up to it and play that way. You can use the Wiimote plus Nunchuck instead of... So, Wiimote plus Nunchuck, you can use the Wii U Pro controller, and you can hook up GameCube controllers to it through a special USB dongle, which is sold out everywhere, so don't even try looking, unless you want to pay $100 for it on eBay. And if you have the 3DS version of the game, you can hook up to eight 3DSs up to a single Wii U, and everyone can play on the system using the 3DS as a controller, which gives them the option of taking all, because you can create custom fighters or customize the moves of the main characters, Mm -hmm. and you can take all that stuff from your version, like your 3DS copy... And load it on someone else's Wii U and use your stuff in the game, uh, and it's just it's it's insanity. It's like back back in the the GameCube era when Nintendo had you know like the the Game uh, Game Boy Advance adapter. It's like you can play Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles and everyone gets a little map, <laughs> and and it was really weird. And the only other game that even remotely, like, I think the only other game that actually came out was that Pac Man game. Yeah. Um
0: um, the four links, oh
3: yeah, four sword adventures, so oh, yeah, yeah, there were a, only a handful of games that used it, and they're all kind of like, yeah well, you could have probably just used four gamecube controllers and called it good, um especially with crystal chronicles um but this just feels like they're like, you know what we're gonna do this right, and it's you know using a three d s as a controller it works really well, and the idea of, of bringing your profile over is really um. <clears throat> Pretty cool, and uh, the soundtrack's rad. The game is just—it's just beautiful. I don't—you've been playing it too, Locke. Yeah,
1: I'm—I'm I'm surprised at how good it looks. Nintendo's my... art
3: style is always really strong, and that you know—it's kind of how the Wii got away with being an SD system in the last mm-hmm. gen. But once they moved their art style to an HD system, like their games just like pop straight off the screen. And there are few—there are not a lot of games that look as cohesive as that and uh, smash brothers is like the ultimate so far the ultimate realization of nintendo's art style and uh it's fun and eight player mode is just absolute lunacy (laughs) it's mental it's like smash brothers in four players is crazy everyone throwing items and dropping supers all over the place now when you have uh twice as many players you know you you get like A bunch of like random battles throughout the map so like you'll see like three people going at each other so you can kind of watch from afar then go in and pick out pick off stragglers or you know try and find someone who else who isn't paying as much attention as you are go get them when they're not they're trying to visually parse what the hell's going on and it's just it's just madness I, I played it a bunch and I still haven't even
1: I haven't even looked at all the game modes yet there's so much to do in it um yeah, I've been... I messed around with the board game. What is that? Smash Tour? Yeah. And uh, it's pretty good. It's not great by yourself. It, it's way more fun when you have a couple people mm-hmm. with you. And the... It's like Mario Party I, mashed up with Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, It's a, it's a lot faster than Mario Party, which is nice. Good. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then the other one I was doing was... Which I found weird, where you have to go into like the extras menu or the game modes menu. And then it takes you to that sub menu of other games. Uh And it's the one where you like pick you're like on a, you're like all the little figurines and you pick what you battle you want to do. And then Uh your rival shows up and then it, it, it's essentially the, the single player campaign where you are. So it's classic mode. It is classic mode, but you're not going up against like you get to determine what you fight next. And there's always like, two uh-huh. to five options and then at the end you fight master hand so, uh, so and there's like the events
3: one where it's you know it's like here they have one that's speaking of four swords there's an event called you know four sword adventure which yes. is four version the four Tune links fighting one another yep. uh, on top of the pilot wings glider yeah uh, which it's is pretty cool pretty hilarious uh the cool thing so smash brothers games have always been in super nintendo fan service um, all the trophies, just deep, deep cuts uh, as far as that goes. And this one finally takes the, the, the step further. There are 18 virtual console games included yeah. in the game. So That's it's like, insane. I don't know. So it's like, huh, I don't know what, you know, the lost, lost Mario, Japanese Mario 2 is. And then you dig through the menu and you can play Japanese Mario 2 just straight out of it. And they're time demos, and they lead you to... They're like, you know, if you want to play the full game, here, go to the eShop and, you know, give us a couple bucks, and we'll unlock the full thing for you. Um, yeah. But it's it's pretty cool. Like, you get a quick taste of everything. You know, it's got, you know, it's got, like, Super Mario Kart, um, you know, first few Mario games, Zelda, Zelda 2, uh, stuff like that. So, it's, it's just game. crazy. It's like, it's the... Those games have always had a ton of content, and this is, like... It's got like twice as much content as any of the other games and it's crazy. So yeah, it's great great value. Yeah. So. If you like if you like Nintendo, uh you could spend your sixty dollars in far worse ways.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I I don't really have anything else to add, just other than it's gonna be really fun these holidays when I have people around and family mm-hmm. to beat up and that sort of thing. So I like Settle Smash Bros. Smash. Exactly. We're gonna. Who's doing dishes tonight? Well, we're gonna settle it with Smash. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I've been playing Rise, still plugging away through that. And again, I know I say this every week, but <laughs> frig the co-op mode is Gladius so close to Gladius. It's really good. The co-op mode is actually really good in that game. I I, I think it's a a cool arena battler. Um, just a just a couple more grams of RPG and. Uh, and slavery simulation and we'll be there to gladius too so um jason what else you been doing man you did a far cry review
0: i did a far cry review it's up on the site um great next Um. yep (laughs) what's that game like it's uh all right so it's easy to compare it to far cry 3 because that game came out couple years back and many of the same mechanics are still there you have the same crafting system of you skin animals you make yourself another backpack or a you know whatever has the same kind of thing you gain xp you get skills that you can put into two different trees there's a tiger tree and an elephant tree but you know you're not really restricted to one or the other so you can just spin points however you like right but what makes it different is the fact that you know Going around the Rook Islands in Far Cry 3 was really cool. There's a lot of gorgeous scenery, and it's like, wow, this looks really great. But it also felt kind of, I mean, aside from like the random occasional tiger attack or something, it felt kind of dead. Like, there wasn't anything else there until you came across an outpost or a place where there was like a set specific group of people. Uh, You go around Kirat, and it's just like, there's people all over the place. And they're, you know, there, they're either like digging through it looks like they're digging through the ashes of their home because it was burned down or they're getting attacked by eagles and saved by me yes saved by mike (laughs) or you come across like a hut and you're just like oh this looks like a pretty cool hut but there's dead people inside and you look up and there's like a bloody message scratched on the wall so i mean like it has life to it like it feels like a you know a world that you're actually getting into and a world that's you know, in the midst of this war between the Freedom Fighter group of the Golden Path and Pagan Men, who I like far more than Boz. I'm liking him so much uh, just in that game. He's pagan Men
3: a- or the bleached blonde Logan Decker.
0: Yeah, he's such a good character. He's such a good character.
3: Locke knows what I mean.
2: Oh, it's so good, it's so true. <laughs>
0: But, uh, I mean, it, it, the, the single-player campaign is great. Uh, you can... Same kind of setup, though, as, like, I don't know, the running joke of the Hinterlands in Dragon Age. You can go through the first area, which is, like, southern uh, Kirat, and have, I don't know, like, I I didn't even bother counting once I hit about 50, but more than 50 collectibles between, like, loot chests and... The serial killer things, and there's little wheels for you to spend for a karma system that gets you, like, discounts and unlocks in the store. So, I mean, like, just in one portion of the map. So much to do, side quests, stuff like that, towers and outposts to get. Um, I mean, it's easy to lose your time in there. And uh, the co-op side of things is um, you can do all that exploration. You can unlock towers for the host. You can free outposts for the host. Um, you cannot do any of the campaign missions. Like the main story campaign missions kind of get shut down once a player joins your game. Uh, so it's pretty much, it's more like uh, uh, Crackdown. Crackdown okay. allows you to at least do some of the campaign, but like this really reminds me of playing Crackdown. Like you have a friend come in and you just tear shit up. <laughs> Only... It feels worse because it's just one person and like you're still somewhat limited, right? Until you've unlocked more of the game, you as the host don't have a whole lot necessarily that you can work with. And the second player, they bring whatever they've unlocked in their game with them. So they could have a ton of stuff, but it's sort of, it's fun for a little bit. And then you're just kind of like, all right, we'll get out of here because I want to go play the campaign some more. It's, you know, it's, it's very limited in terms of what it offers. So. I don't know. I, I,
3: I dropped in and rode an elephant to victory. Uh, I consider like I said, that great. It, it,
0: but would you want to do that like for two hours, three hours, for however much time that you've spent playing Dragon Age Inquisition co-op?
3: I, they're they scratch different itches. Yeah, it, I don't know it, if I would it, compare. It, I
0: mean, it's fun. I mean, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's fun. It's fun entertainment for like 15 to 20 minutes. And they're just kind of like, all right, well. well
3: I mean, I'm you asked me, this. like, I like Dragon Age's co-op quite a bit. But if you, if you gave me the choice, I'd rather, you know, play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not even an option on the table right now, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just, Yeah. So anyways, I mean it is a lot of fun. I think it's, you know, if you're looking for a good open world first person shooter game, it's great. If you're looking for a great open world first person shooter game with co-op, may not be your best choice. It's fun for a little bit, but uh, I think there's probably a couple other really better co-op games out there right now. So, that's what I've been cool. playing. Dark awesome. Below
3: next week. Get hyped. Yes.
1: <laughs> Dark Bo- What is that again? Destiny. Oh, the Destiny Blends. expansion. Did they fix that game yet? Is the, yeah, is that? it's been.
3: They actually the patch today uh, took a they, lot of the grind They really out. fixed it today.
1: Okay. Can you you, you can you can
3: get materials by fighting things now instead of.
1: Yeah.
0: Rolling. You yeah, can buy materials now. That's a well, pretty good exchange too. Ten marks for twenty
2: materials. That's I, good. I, I I stocked up. I'm i I can upgrade all my gear at this point. And
3: your so. exotics don't require any uh, ascendant energy uh, or. Uh,
2: Jason, well, no.
1: All I need to know is if I need to boot it but up. But I can too. play that.
2: I can actually play instead of running around yeah. in circles. Yeah. Hitting A.
1: Okay. I'll, I can lord uh, the fact that I have a up. thorn
2: over Jason now. Because they buffed it today.
1: I don't know what that <laughs> means. I don't know what that means. All I know is you said something about some shotgun called a remote. And I oh yeah, the was... uh, the
3: universal remote is uh, so the weapon I got last night. That's... Nick, you'll you'll like this. It's a it's a shotgun but it uses it goes in your primary slot instead of your secondary so it never runs out of ammo and you can shoot it about as far as you could a fusion rifle. Yeah. So you just shotgun do you just shotgun fools for the rest of your life.
1: It's great. Yeah, I got a universal remote. It's the thing I use to turn off my TV cuz the game sucks. Just kidding. Um <laughs> whoa, <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sounds like no. someone
3: didn't get the drop they wanted from the raid. Huh. <laughs> No, I gotta. Oh wait, that's right. Jason. Yeah, uh, I just put my I... Atheon's epilogue in the bank and and oh go dance God. in the tower.
1: Destiny podcast. Um, <laughs> Jason the... hates me. <laughs> Let's see. hate right now. we were so mad last night. It was great. Do you do you want to speak any words to Assassin's Creed Unity?
3: Yes, sure. I have been playing more of the single player since they've started patching. Uh, a lot of the stuff that made it broken. Uh, It's a lot more stable. Some of the frame rate, some but not all of the frame rate stuff has been addressed. So like one of the big ones is certain buildings in town you start climbing on and the frame rate drops, like inexplicably. Um, And they they patched a lot of that out. Um, So I've been kind of dropping in an hour or so at a time and rolling through the single player. And, you know, it's... Not definitely not as good as other Assassin's Creed games, but I've been having fun with it, and uh, I like the uh, the Rift mechanic. I just got to the uh, what a lot of people refer to as the best Rift. Uh, I guess I won't spoil it unless people want to hear about nope. it. Yeah. No
2: spoilers.
3: Yeah. So I I, I did the the really cool ass Rift uh, just last night, and it was pretty awesome. Nice. And uh, it's fun, you know. It's you know, it's Assassin's Creed, so it's always treading that tightrope of being half-broken um, that the series has always been on. You know, it's even the best games in the series are busted. So, it's just par for the course. But, I, I you know, I like it. I, I actually want to play more of the co-op now, uh, that my character is basically
1: a murder machine. I've got pretty good gear. Sweet. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, I was just curious, I... Uh... I know we'll touch upon that game a little bit more towards the end of the show, but uh, let's get into some of, of the news that came out. Uh, first being hype. the uh, hype. Get on the all aboard the hype train for Dark Souls 2 for the new consoles. That being PS4. And this is called... Scholar of the Last Sin. Thank you. Thank you. Scholar of the Last Sin. And it's going to be a... It's like a Game of the Year edition but it also has a graphical update. Uh, I don't, I kind of looked into it a little bit. I don't know if it's different from like the whole lighting fiasco that happened when people saw it at E3 and then it came Mm -hmm. out and it was different and it was kind of neutered in terms of that, but they have said that there's going to be a graphical update to that as well as some NPCs and item description changes to help people get around better. Um, which is interesting for for that game because I thought it was a it was pretty straightforward. Pretty forward. easy, <laughs> yeah. Um, for one of those games, for one of those games, right? But uh, yeah, maybe they looked at Lords of the Fallen and picked something out of there and be like, "Hey, we could maybe learn something from this." But so I um, heard that they. So sorry. No, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I I heard that the uh, maybe I'm misinformed, but if you already have the
3: PC version of the game, this is coming as a patch. I don't of a, know. Because it sounds like they're just taking the the graphics and updating it to DirectX 11.
2: There I there it, there is it's split. I forget I, I saw it somewhere, but um, you are getting some of the features via a patch, mm-hmm. but um, some of the stuff is locked behind uh an update or 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 piece of DLC. DLC or C- yeah,
1: yeah. It um, would be nice if they had like here pay ten bucks, get all this crap, and we'll patch all the new stuff in. I'd be fine with that. I mean, the last three DLCs have been super strong, all three of them, and it's weird though because that comes out in April. April. No, March. It comes out in April. Yeah. And so does Bloodborne. So it's weird. (laughs) It's weird to me. Like, I won't people that won't that crowd be wanting to move on to Bloodborne? I don't know. I Bloodborne was originally supposed to come out the first week of February and
3: I think yeah. it got it got delayed to like either mid or late March. So it got it just got bumped by a month. Yeah. So if they had already been planning on putting this out uh I don't know. And it's you can also look at it as like fiscal year bullshit. It's like yeah. You know, cuz Bloodborne will be out in one at the end of the the quarter and then they'll start the next quarter with the Dark Souls 2. Yeah. So, like, there's probably some financial stuff in it, there, it, but... It,
1: it
2: could it could also mean that there might be another Bloodborne delay coming.
1: Maybe. That, that's also true, yeah. Cause, and who knows, like, blood we don't know what Bloodborne is going to be like, or if it's going to be a success. Whereas, Dark Souls 2 was pretty successful and sold quite a few copies, so...
3: Mm-hmm. And that um, the
1: Dark Souls 1
3: Steamworks patch has been delayed to this month now. Yes,
1: yes. Um that's that's still a thing um the biggest news I,
2: I can't believe you guys didn't mention it though is that they changed the player count to eight so well it's six i believe six six yeah. phantoms
1: yep three on so, three yeah that's that could uh, be some
2: fun ass pvp
1: yeah it's overkill for pve but i think for pvp that's uh that's pretty insane like that you roll with your homies sort of take over areas kind of thing, which would be kind of cool. And
2: apparently they changed the the mechanic to join players as well. There's going to be some sort of I don't know what, but better than better. the fucking hoopla. The hoopla you had to jump through
1: to get a piece of
2: chalk or whatever the fuck it was.
1: It's uh better than the name engraved p- ring. Name engraved ring. Yeah. Find a spot, teleport. Put it down. Call your but, friend but on make, your t- make
3: sure that your uh, your soul memory is within a certain threshold. Yeah,
1: multiple You won't, it, won't be play. able to play together. D- divide that by pi, and then take that <laughs> hey, number. And and,
3: and, and lock. You know. You know better than the other two uh, that the uh, that is still light years better than how it worked in Dark Souls
1: One. It, it is, but it's still not <laughs> rational. It's no, Still not <laughs> rational. But it's Dark Souls, and it makes like, you play by its rules. And I'm fine with that, which is fine. I I am able to summon my friend as long as they're playing with, have a character playing with me. So that's all I care about. <laughs> uh, moving on, we got an evolve update, uh, Jason. What's going on with this naming thing? It seems like they're allowing the community to name a monster, which sounds like disaster in a can. XX <laughs> Penis Lord 420 XX. <laughs> <X. laughs> <laughs> you know right everyone's voted for that one isn't it that's the i thought so well it it looks like they have pretty typical names like stuff you would find as in in like uh, spaceship names like class names so uninspired (laughs) okay we're gonna fight the juggernaut or the titan the colossus the behemoth it's like what other thesaurus word can we come up with for big Friggin' scary monster, right? The
3: Brobdingnagian creature of the black abyss.
1: Yeah, so the Barbobot. I
3: mean, yeah, something, something of justice. Exactly. I, I don't know, but the-
0: <laughs> it's a survey. Go fill sure. out. Your, I mean, like you know, they they here's the big thing about it, right? They just want people using that hashtag, name that monster. That's right. what they want. They want Twitter to explode with people naming that monster, which is funny. Because I think Pokemon already has that locked down with who's that Pokemon.
1: Um, Oh, yeah, you're right. After the commercial breaks. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's Pikachu! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I did it! Um, Well, it looks like... Oh, good. Don't worry, guys. The results are in. Behemoth has won with 39% of the votes. Oh, um... so...
3: So does it have
1: Castle Crashers or uh Battle Block Theater or what? I think it's it's actually one of the giant chickens from from Castle Crashers, so. That would be pretty rad. Uh I'd I'd be okay with that. game, game um, four
3: is actually evolve, surprise. Uh,
1: <laughs> Dude, wait a minute. Did you just incept my brain? <laughs> Maybe. Um I'm going through this hashtag, the name the monster hashtag, and half of them say Pikachu, which is hilarious. <laughs> so, I told you. What did I tell
2: you? <laughs> so... Social media fail. Uh... So that's, what, like the skeleton takeover?
1: Well, <laughs> well, there's that, but that it is it... so crazy. The next, be- the next best one is a picture of, of course, your favorite pr- crustacean professor and says, why not Zoiberg? So... <laughs> <laughs> So that's y- touche internet. <laughs> so oh the internet your friend. He's everybody's friend. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the internet can do good things like that. So um Evolve, that's a game I want to come out sooner than later. Uh I I Fortnite, guys, I got into the Alpha and that happens tomorrow. So if you're listening I to this my I on up Tuesday.
0: To try the alpha. So
1: do um, I yeah, and the people who have been testing this that I've been talking to say that it's dope as hell. Um and these aren't like Minecrafters and these aren't crazy people. Like these are normal normal people. <laughs> <laughs> they're not twelve year olds, they're real people. They're real people. They're not the people
0: locked up at the insane asylum that they normally get to test these games.
1: So, but, but I mean, it, it, it seems like, uh, it's got that built, obviously that defend and building aspect to it. Um, a little more game, it's tough to describe Minecraft other than a sandbox and Legos, but this, this Fortnite obviously has a, a little more game to it, a little more meat to it, I find. And, and I, I am stoked. I'm very curious to see what it is. Cause this has been the game they've been working on in the background forever that, they really haven't shown a ton of and yeah I, I'm I'm I will I will report back unfortunately it's under heavy NDA stuff so you can't like stream or cap or anything like that but I will I will take as many notes as I can on pen and paper are notes allowed <laughs> did you read and that NDA scri- I don't know well they can't stop me from scribing so deal with it but yeah no that's uh I'm curious to see to see what that game's all about but um I will report back next week after I've, I've touched it very much. Um, <laughs> Guys, did you buy anything for black Friday? You did. What'd did you buy? I did. It? I can't. Shadow of Mordor, nice. It's yeah. a good pickup. I just finished that. Just... I,
2: I I was showing Mike before the podcast. Like I ended up getting the physical version just because that was the one that was on sale. It's yeah. five DVDs. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you forget that you know it's the Blu-ray era. Right, so right. there you go, five
1: five DVDs. The last and stuff. but the last... luckily there is a Steam code in here. So oh, thank God. They could become coasters. That was that was the same as my copy of The Witcher. It was like. Here you can have seven seven discs, or just use this code and have the game. So, um, uh, I managed to pick up a new mechanical keyboard, a DOS keyboard, which I'm looking forward to using. Uh, you can uh,
0: clickety clack with the rest of them then. Yeah, I
1: can finally like do my Morse code thing like you all do. So, oh look yeah, forward to that. No, I, I it's been a while, and the old Logitech G15 has been a workhorse, but it's time to retire the old girl. Um, unfortunately, it. It has too much food and drink spilled on it to to <laughs> suffice, and I figure if I uh, if I get a new keyboard, that will deter me from spilling more food and drink on my desk here. So, um, Mike, Jason, pick up any sick deals. Uh, uh, I got Smash Brothers. <laughs> That's a good deal. It's a good good pickup.
0: I got a, I got a good deal, but I can't say what it is. It's a secret.
1: Secrets. Oh yeah,
3: I I, I got presents for other people. On Black Friday, um, I I bought a bunch of stuff
1: on Think Geek that was sixty percent off. Whoa, sick! Love that site. Yep. Nice. I got my Tetris mug from there. So, um, cool. Well, let's uh let's let's kind of get to the last section of the show here and talk about the the cacophony of games that have been broken in the past couple weeks. Um, namely things like. Assassin's Creed and Melty Face patch or whatever that happened there, and uh what else has been busted? A Master, Master Chief, Chief collection. People can't yeah. still can't connect, and they're trying to put out fires left, right, and center. And social media is just like, hold on, just chill out. We're trying to figure this out, and it's funny how all these things pass certification. And yeah, what what the hell's going on, boys? Well, unfortunately, certification is the kind
3: of thing that says, "Does this game run? Uh, does it have a screen that you have to press start to get beyond?" Yes. And uh, and uh, they don't do you know they obviously do some testing, but if the game doesn't actually actively crash or break everyone's saves or anything like that, it's going to pass cert regardless of the quality of the actual game. Yeah, it's, it's not really a, it's not a
2: it's not a quality test. It's not
3: Microsoft or Sony's responsibility to it's in their best interest for those games to be good so they can sell more systems, but it is not their responsibility to test those games thoroughly. They just need to make sure that it, it's not going to break anything.
1: Um, And, and again, the timing of it all, uh, unfortunately people, I brought up black Friday because people want to get stuff out before then, right? You want to hit those sales and you, 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 they get pushed and, and it ultimately comes down to a choice of do we want to get this out or do we want to make it playable in some cases? Like Master Chief Collection, people can't even play multiplayer. So um, that's really unfortunate, I find. And and it's too bad that the industry has got into a state where AAA titles are just, it, it's a machine. It's being churned out. It's part of this big marketing behemoth. And you can't stop that that snowball like it, it's just such a monster that you can't stop
2: yeah, it i think the thing is though like it's been like that for a year it, like pc gamers know, it, you know games were released broken all the time uh you know maybe not to some of the extremes that we've seen but uh that the release first patch later mentality has always been there and consoles uh up until the, uh, the xbox 360 ps3 era were kind of like Immune from that, but once online became de facto, uh, more and more publishers started taking advantage of that and, and tightening the window and everything else. And uh, you know, and, and now the industry as a whole is, is seeing it on a bigger scale. Um, I definitely think the the cycle, the the yearly cycle, if you want to call it that, for a lot of the titles, just feeds into that. Totally. But but um, it's nothing new. It's just, uh, you know,
3: when it happens, it's way more high profile because the world we live in now is a bunch of assholes complaining on the <laughs> internet about everything.
1: It's easier to complain. Let's face it. Yeah, it's, it's um, easy.
2: It's
3: easy to amplify the signal. Like you can, you yeah. can mobilize a bunch of like in, angry gamers behind any any old cause these days. Um, so when Halo's broken. <laughs> And that's a game that is played by millions of people. There's going to be a lot of angry folks. Um, But I, I I guess my my issue with it is that games are such complex systems these days um, that it's harder to get everything right. So, and and there's the especially with Assassin's Creed. There's you know Ubisoft puts out. One of those games every year at the same time every year, without fail. They've never they I can't think of any of them that have been delayed. And if they were, it was like minor. So they like they have this like drop dead date where the developers have to put out the next game by middle of November every year. And if they do and it's half busted, then that's just what the schedule did to it. You know, could Assassin's Creed Unity have spent even another month in the hopper to do some final QA? Absolutely. But, you know, they're a publicly traded company and they have to meet their target dates. So it's kind of the unfortunate reality of, of uh, game development these
1: days, I think. Yeah, and it sucks because I don't think but people get so excited for these things and because they are such, they move so many units that, it doesn't. It takes quite a while for stuff to change, and people aren't like when Unity came out. It's not like people aren't going to buy the next Assassin's Creed game because they're so used to picking it up every year, and it's been okay. And, and and it's I think it's tough in these cases for people to vote with their dollar, or I guess it's not tough for people to do it, but it's tough for companies to take the hit and and feel it because. Like all these Assassin's Creed Union, I'm sure it went gold before it even hit store shelves or whatever, and it's going to sell a bajillion copies even though it's broken. Um, and I mean, it's up to people to next year not buy the Assassin's Creed Creed game, even I don't I don't know, and it sucks because the next one could be great. But I mean, yeah, um, it's, and you it's can't really count on the you,
3: you can't really count on the game playing public to to vote with their dollar at that scale because like. Look at the look at the crop of people that buy Call of Duty or Madden or any other annual franchise every year regardless cuz that's totally. like that's like oh that's my jam so I'm I'm going to play the next one and, and well that's... this one wasn't so good but the next one might be cool so I'll still play that it's got to take them cuz like Assassin's Creed 2 was Assassin's Assassin's Creed was like a good baseline yeah a lot of problems but it was a cool idea Assassin's Creed 2 Improvement in every single way. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, a good iteration of two. So it was writing this crest. Yeah. And then Assassin's Creed 3, well, ambitious, was definitely not as good. And then, so people are like, well, maybe Assassin's Creed, time, it, its time is run. And then 4 comes out, and everyone yeah. really likes 4. Yeah. So... They're like, all right, cool. They, you know, the three was just a slip up or whatever, and then Unity comes out and it's got a lot of cool ideas, but it's definitely another step down.
1: And you could tell they spent most of the time
3: working on the engine. Um, so, and... Yeah, who knows?
1: Uh, it's it's weird because they, yeah, that, that it, it was weird because four was enjoyed by a ton of people and it was a decent game, and it, it you know kind of propped the the series up again, and and then back down. But I mean. If we move away from Assassin's Creed and look at something like Halo Master Chief Collection, where they've been doing this for so long, how do you mess up matchmaking this bad? I can understand. Oh, there's a lot of complications with different net code be- beside the different games, but at the same time, Microsoft is really dictating <laughs> their their own QA in this instance, where you know they're they're publishing it and yeah i mean i I
2: think part of it though is it's the that the games and stuff have become so i think mike said before they're they're so complicated and it's really tough and there's so much to it that getting an accurate qa uh you know anything short of an actual public beta which Mm -hmm. you know a lot of games have moved on to do um you know you're not going to get good accurate data and uh to microsoft's fault with the master chief collection they didn't do any sort of beta or any kind of testing and stuff like that and it is a very ambitious kind of matchmaking scheme where you have you know four games 100 maps and x amount of modes all melding together there and one of the hardest things
3: in development to simulate is is scale in certain things uh especially with so I have a million players and a third of them are all going to be on some kind of like high latency, weird busted connection that pops in and out. And I have to sort out like who knows what is causing all of this stuff, but you know, things like that have a tendency to cascade uh, pretty yeah. rapidly.
1: That's um, correct. Let's give everyone so, fiber wire. But everyone know, fiber wire.
3: And it sucks for developers too, right? Cause no one actually sets out to make a shitty game. Like, no. Maybe guys doing game jam experiments or something like I'm going to make the worst game in the world and see if people like it. <laughs> LOL, non games, indie games, whatever. Um, Cuddles. Cuddle, yeah, cuddle Cuddles. simulator 2014. Except <laughs> the only interaction is punching people. <laughs> but you know, it's it's it, it's it's one of the it's one of the things where like the business reality of this conflicts directly with the intent of the developers. And, yeah. you know, they have to meet a deadline. Like, if they get put you know, if you're the big fall game, like your ass is up against a wall, right? You know, if you're if you're supposed to come out in the summer there's not a lot of it, it's not so bad if like, oh, well, th- we don't want this to come out in the fall because we don't think this is going to be able to compete against these big games so we'll just wait till like, February. So, a summer game might get a seven month delay. A fall game, such as so Dragon Age is supposed to come out mid October got like a 3 week delay right So you know if your butt gets backed up against that wall and your publisher's like I can give you another 2 weeks yeah get it done <laughs> you know there's you know and and they'll be like well fuck it we'll patch it later yeah you know, that you kind of you kind of get that fatalist mentality especially in development you're like we have to put this out the door you know the people who sign our paychecks will not let us delay it. You know, yep. so well, what do we for do for all
0: those games too. I mean, it's already gone to press. What yep. a month out or so, month a month and a half out. It's usually gone so that they can go copy everything over to the game discs and press them and put them in boxes. It, it's and not stuff. that
2: it's the turnaround time's a lot faster now. It used to be, but I think um, it's something like eight eight to ten days. They've got distribution channels down yeah. for yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But, it's, I mean, it, it's pretty crazy.
3: I I read a few reviews of the Master Chief collection that came out before the game came out and the the problem is um so like the co-op and stuff was working you know relatively well but all the multiplayer stuff was added in a patch like the week before it came out and yeah. then all the people reviewing it I believe didn't have many problems with that it's once the it's once the scale hit that yeah. everything fell apart so it's you know it's obviously 343's fault for not properly testing their game with a you know open beta or anything like that but sometimes you know sometimes when they say that and i'm not making excuses for anyone but sometimes when they get uh, hit with a problem like this they are legitimately caught with their pants down they're like i, just, I had no idea like the assassins creed guys actually in a recent blog post said Something to the effect of when we were developing this on our dev kits, we didn't have frame rate issues. It wasn't until like the 2.0 firmware and public systems came out that everything started going crazy. So right. we don't actually know why the frame rate's dropping, and you know that could be dumbass testers or any number of things. But you know it's it's hard to tell. We're not developing the games. All we do is get the end product and see that it's broken and complain. So.
0: Broken games. Don't do it. Next. Broken
3: games, bad. Let's
1: let's disconnect everything. (laughs) Go back to the days when you can't patch it, so you have to release it relatively right. Exactly. Cool. Well, I think that does it for our show, boys. Um, We'll leave everyone on that. We're not bitter. We just want everyone to have access to good games. Uh, As always, please, you should leave us some feedback on iTunes. Give us those five stars. For Christmas, because we're providing you with free content. On, on the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five, five golden fitties, golden stars. And follow us on Twitter for all the latest updates, co op news at Cooptimus. That's Cooptimus without the dash. And go buy our shirts. Buy your loved one a shirt. Buy your child a shirt. Maybe buy your favorite co op partner a shirt. They're over there on our T Public Store, accessible through the website. Um, and and guys, leave us a voicemail, please. If I had one Christmas wish for this holiday season, just give me give me some voices, and don't just fart into the phone. <laughs> just don't, don't phone up and go <laughs> into the message machine. Has yeah. anybody done that? Probably. I. There would. goes my voicemail message. <laughs> <laughs> uh well. Because we're going to get into the end of the year stuff to start talking about holiday lists and top tens and all those sick things that gets us lots of ad revenue. You know, the the dealio that everyone does in December. Ten, but, pa- ten page listicles. That's right. Ten page listicles. And okay. uh, I, it's fun. It's fun to wrap up the year on those things. I'm a sucker for, for those lists because you get to look back and see what you played, what you didn't play and what was good, what was bad, what disappointed you what surprised you but uh finally last but not least oh i guess i should give people the number it's 646-926-6748 call that toll free your uh, long distance rates may apply where necessary (laughs) especially Um, from canada yeah don't call from where i'm at (laughs) and finally show and tell i don't have anything fun does anyone have anything good so we
0: talk about Persona Q, I picked up the oh, of it. Tarot cards. It's got the Sick. Tarot cards in it. And a nice little uh carrying case for the DS there. That is. I actually just kicked legit. the
3: front grill off of my PC. <laughs> <That's the laughs> so, here you go. This is the Rosewell Blackhawk. Um you might want to glue the front panel on. It might actually I might have actually broken one of the
1: Nope, things. nope, they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> well there you go. We got grills, disaster we got tarot cast. cars, disaster cast over. This I is got it. my uh there we go. I got
2: my white PS4 controller today. Uh, oh yeah. Welcome to nice, nice looking sexy. Very nice
1: looking. I'd make yeah. a... I generally don't like the white white electronics, but this one I think is very well done. I'd make a, a master race joke, but I don't think it's appropriate here, so uh, to go with uh, Jason's, uh, this is old, but here is uh, Mitsuru Senpai, my
3: one and only anime figurine. Uh, she's so Persona 3.
0: <laughs> I,
3: I, it's right over there. I, oh, I, mean, I, got, I got the Master Chief cat helmet over there, too. Awesome. I'm so glad you have that still.
1: <laughs> yeah. I actually put it on my cat once. It was pretty awesome. Wicked. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. This has been Co-op Cast episode 135. For the week of December 1st, on behalf of myself and my co-hosts, thanks for listening. We be out, and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.